And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, y'all. We're back at Hoops Adjacent. I chickened out, Marcus. I was going to go to Philly tonight, Coach, but I decided, nah, it's raining too hard up here in D.C. What's that Kobe mean? Soft. Soft. (laughs) (laughs) Man, we got Marcus. We got Mike Brown, the coach of the Sacramento Kings, with us on the show today. Man, this is awesome. This yeah, my, my, Mike, hey, people don't know, man. Mike is a real OG. Like, I mean, OG, OG. Mike is everybody's favorite uncle. I'm telling you. Like, <laughs> I'd be wanting to ask Mike for a dollar just because it feel like he's going to give me one. You know what I'm saying? Let me hold a little something. Let me, hold something <laughs> you know let, let me get five dollars, uncle. <laughs> I'm always down to talk to Coach B, man. That's how, that's how we roll. Man. Man. Good to see you, Coach. Good to see you, man. We're talking about now, this. Is funny. We were talking just before we started about. I thought you would flush a thirty-six point game, but you like, nah. We're gonna watch that. No, nah, we, we watch it. <laughs> hey, if I, 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 I'm gonna watch it. Everybody else gonna watch it. They gonna see Everybody... it. And, and, and I saw it first. Hand. I saw the best seat in the house watching that shit. Right. It was terrible. <laughs> Coach, but, but how many how many of those games a year do you just allow? Like it's an eighty-two game season. Uh, it, Ain't that gonna happen sometimes? It's gonna happen sometimes. It's gonna happen, but you know what? Uh, I, I think you can learn from them too. I think there's something to learn or to, or to take from it. Uh, you gotta understand and believe that 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 that's not you. And if you yeah. truly believe that, then you'll be able to t- face it head on, learn from it, and then keep it moving afterwards. Mike, do you, do you know like five minutes into a game like that? Oh shit, we ain't got it today. We don't have it. Or- I mean, is that is it obvious early? It, it, it was obvious, er, obvious early. We we tried to fight back a little bit, uh, but the way that they were were scoring and how hard it was for us to score, and and you know you got to give them credit. They they yeah. had a lot to do with it, but the, also the the type of shots we were taking, uh, we weren't doing what our staples were offensively. You know, we we're a team that reverses the ball quite a bit. We're a team that touches the paint quite a bit, and sprays the basketball. Mm-hmm. And we weren't doing those two things right, as right. well as we normally do. And, and yeah. we were always trying to score on the front side or on the initial action. And they're long. They're athletic. They're, yes. yeah. Willie Green does a great job with those guys. And so to think that you're going to try to hit them in the mouth on the front side on every single play is not how you're going to beat them. you got to move their defense from side to side. And, and so I knew – Offensively, we weren't playing the right way, and I felt defensively that they would just get to their spots too easily, especially yeah. to the rim. Yeah, yeah. What did you see? I mean, it's, it, it was a bad loss, but you had won six straight before then. So what were, the, what were the signs that you saw during the win streak that you're like, all right, we can build on this. This is, this is good. I, I, I thought I, we, we played with some resiliency, you know, and, and – 
you could feel it defensively. Like when we when we needed to get stops or and or we wanted to get stops, we were able to lock down and play with a sense of physicality that we have to continue to build upon. Uh, I always felt that you know we're talented enough to score points. We're going to be able to find a way to score points against almost anybody if we mm-hmm. if we play the right way. We got shooting. We got guys that can touch the paint. Uh, we got guys that are skilled. You know, we got guys that are willing passers. All those things we understand how to space the floor. All those things can can uh, make you have a good offense, especially if you're capable of playing fast. Um, but you know, my concern uh, with this team has always been on the defense end of the floor. Can we step it up a notch, especially now, so that come playoff time, we don't have to amp our intensity, our physicality, and all that other stuff. 100 degrees just in order to be competitive in a seven game series you know if we can amp that up right now now come playoff time you know it only be a slight adjustment which won't impact our offense as much as it did against the warriors in last year's playoff series mike you've got this unique this uh, this might be a unique position in your career because the kings aren't like the juggernaut right they're like the you know, the hometowns, even like your superstars, not like LeBron, right? Like you've coached LeBron, you've been in LA, you know, even your time with the Warriors, uh, you've seen teams kind of grow up. What are you looking for to know that, all right, this team will be able to handle this? Uh, and, and what did you see to make them think, all right, the beam is cute and we had the biggest, you know, we had the big audience for the playoffs. We went seven games with the Warriors, but it's another level. What made you think, all right, our team is ready for that? Well, the, the big thing is, is last year, just facing uh, the adversity to start the season. You know, we, we start the season 0-4. And usually if you have guys that don't believe or that don't feel like they, that they can win or aren't winners, you're going to fold at that point. Uh, and especially with the history of the organization, you just going to give in and it's going to be a grind from that point on and you may not even get to 500, but to see our guys continue to fight game after game after game, and then we pick up a tough win, I think it gets Miami first. Now we're one and four, and then I think we string off six or seven in a row, maybe something like that after that. To me, I'm like, okay, hey, this team has some fight. This team has some belief. And if they do with the skill set that they have, it's up to me to try to put them in the right position to see if we can take advantage of certain mismatches and things like that and play at our strength to get wins. And uh, so going through the year, uh, being around these guys game after game after game and seeing us grow in the right, to get, uh, right direction together and staying connected gave me the confidence that this could happen. And then seeing, being around Foxy, being around Domus, knowing that these guys have the potential to be uh, all-stars and maybe even better if everything around them was right. And now, you know, having the year we had, which was a good year, I don't, you know, everybody's like, oh, man, you guys had a great year. Oh, we had a good year. We're supposed to make the playoffs. Hey, you're like, right. it's all right. It's all right. We're supposed right. to make the playoffs, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so now we have to take that next step to go from good to great. And, you know, a lot of people might say, hey, go ahead, this free agent. Go ahead, that free agent. Go we're not at that stage yet. We we got to see if last year uh, we found a nucleus for this team. You know, yeah. we, we 
and and then once you give that a chance to see if you have that, now that's when you can make your moves and your adjustments to help you even take another step maybe in year three. So that's yeah. kind of where we're sitting right now is after that 0-4 start to see our guys fight through that little bit of adversity and understand that they're still believing no matter what, I'm like, okay, I can rock with these cats. Yeah. So, so when did when did you uh you DA, you know what's so funny about Mike Brown? He's like the nicest guy in the world, right? But I, know. I don't think people uh, understand like he will... game start. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the funny part. I don't think people understand, like, yo, this dude will get after you. And because I know a lot of people when you know the the practice to claim out, people sending me that like Mike Brown get down like that. I'm like, hey man. <laughs> It was good. It was good for us that it did. Like, how do you how do you manage like how do you manage that? Because you've coached like the biggest stars in basketball history, right? Like some of the bigger names. Like do 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 players get shocked that you will get after them in that way, or how long does it take to realize like you're not just a, a, a smile and a handshake? Now, I, you know, I, I think you know I, I treat everybody with respect. You know, and I hold everybody, everybody's treated the same, but different. Everybody's held accountable, including myself. You know, if I'm late, I'm paying my fine money. Even if, even if I was meeting with coaches in the next room, getting ready for something, and then I walk in a second late, I'm dropping a thousand, I'm dropping 1500. They shooting for my fine money, just like everybody else. Now, having said that, we also know the right way to play and the wrong way to play. And it's my job to hold everybody accountable. And it starts with Darren Fox and, and Domus Sabonis. And so I'm going to coach those two guys the hardest. Because when I coach those two guys the hardest, it lets everybody else know that you can get it too. And those two guys allow me to coach them very hard because of the relationship and the respect that I have with them. That's what it boils down to. And so now, if something pops off in practice or in the game, Hey, I can say what I need to say because for sure I've already said it to Fox. I've already said it to Domas in front of the group. And they've handled it well. And so that's where it starts and ends for me. And and you know, I, it's funny because I, I remember when I was a young coach in Cleveland, people always used to say, Ah, oh, LeBron ran a ship there, LeBron, LeBron. Yes. And I just I sat back and listened, but I think if you ask LeBron to this day, if something was not right, I was gonna address it. Yeah. I'm not a yeah. I'm not a pink elephant in the room type of guy. If something ain't uh right for anybody, for the team, for this person, this person, that person, me, it's gonna get addressed and you're gonna be held accountable. There's a standard that you have to set in order to have a chance in this league and it starts with me. So Mike, along those lines, like how many, you know, coaches need to be able MF a guy if it needs to be done, no matter who it is, to have credibility in the locker room. But how many of those do you have in your in your bag per year? Like you can't go to that club every night. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't, you know, and I just wonder with today's guys, not I'm not saying they're softer, they're just different. You know, they're just different. They live their lives on social. It's it hits them differently when you come at them. And I just wonder how many of those do you have to do it? Less differently, how do you jump a guy that needs to be jumped? I think if it's the right time and the right moment, you got to go ahead and you got to be yourself. But yes, you can't 
just beat guys up every day and then yell and scream every day. In the same breath, you got to have that that respect and that relationship with the guys in order for it to happen even one time during the course of the year. Also, guys have to understand that, you know, like I said earlier, I'm not just talking out of my mouth to them. I'm not pointing fingers at them. I'll give you a prime example. Uh, it was, I think it was the Dallas game. It might have been the Dallas game or San Antonio game. Malik did something on the floor. And when he did it, I dropped my shoulders and I went, I just threw my hand at him. I said, that's some bullshit, you know, like that. And, and I'm big on body language. Now, if Malik messed up, what I should have done was, Malik, boom, 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 boom. That dropped my shoulder, shake my head, and, and, and wave my hand at him. Malik saw me do that. Malik came over. He, he said, "He said, Mike, that's some bullshit now. Your body language." Yeah. I was like, "I was like, you're right. I, if I if you did something out there, I should have coached you. I should have dropped my shoulders and waved my hand. I should have coached your ass, and I didn't do it. I apologize." Yeah. So they know that I got to be held accountable too. And but at the end of the day, whenever a decision comes. I'm the head coach. I get paid to make tough decisions. I got to make the tough decisions. And once I make a decision, we all got to ride with it. But I give anybody an opportunity to speak to me, talk to me, because I know emotions are high. I don't take nothing personal. Yeah. We're going to keep it moving after that. Because if I show that I'm, I'm being held accountable and I don't take it personal, then they best believe they got to, too. If they don't, at the end of the day, they're going to come sit down. Because I have to, I have to be the one to make sure everybody's connected and on the same page, heading the same direction with what we're trying to do or accomplish. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. So you know what's amazing? I don't think it gets talked about enough. I remember when the tray went down for uh, Halliburton. The, the, the prevailing commentary was, why would you give up Halliburton? Right, you you, you got to move Fox. He's got this big contract, and it's almost like that didn't happen anymore. Like, what did you see in Fox? <laughs> what did you see? Like this dude is like it wasn't just a playoff receiver. I don't know who was watching the Kings basketball, but he was doing it all year long. Like this dude, it feels like almost out of nowhere. It's one of the elite players in the league. And a couple of years ago, it's like, why would you give up Halliburton? He's the one to keep. What? How, how have you seen him grow into this guy? And if anybody knows who those guys are, like, you know who those guys are. So, like, what about him makes him one of those guys? So, you know, I, I got a little cheat code myself on this. Back in the day, <clears throat> Albert Hall from uh, Hall Pass Media 
he has these camps called Adidas Nations. And I was able to work this Adidas Nations camp. Right. I'm telling you, you're talking about the best of the, from Bam at a bio, and Dennis Smith, uh, that, uh, Foxy was there. I mean, there, there were uh, Jared Vanderbilt. There were probably, I don't know, eight first round picks at this camp, if not more. It, it was ridiculous. And so being able to work with Foxy for three days, I, I, I kid you not, I, I was like, this kid has a chance to be the best two-way point guard in the league when he gets there. His, his size, his strength, his quickness, like he had this, he got this dog in him too. And he, he doesn't he doesn't talk much, but but don't don't poke the bear. Because when that bear come out, I mean he gonna run his mouth, he gonna hit you. He's not afraid. He had all this stuff that I'm seeing in this camp. And I'm like, whoa. And now did I think I was ever gonna coach him? No, nah, you know, you don't really think that, but I'm I'm out of everybody I, with him, I was like, whoa. Fast forward, I get the job. And I'm like, okay, I already saw what he could do in high school. Now it's just up to me to challenge him to try to bring it out every single night for 48 minutes. And it's going to be up to him to go get it done. And so right away when I got the job, his, his wife was an intern with us when she played at Cal, the same. So she was an intern on the player development side. So she worked with Luke Locke. She knew Luke Locke really well. Obviously, I knew her to say hello, but I, I wasn't in the gym working guys out and stuff like that when they were as an assistant coach with the Warriors. And so right away, I knew that we had a connection with, with, with Foxy and his wife. So I put Luke with him. Luke started working with him every day in, the off, off, in that summer. And just Luke being able to be around a guy like Steph, especially, and being able to talk about Steph's work ethic, who Fox obviously respects, you know, uh, help Fox say, okay, this is the path I want to go down when it comes to my development and trying to be a great player or trying to reach my potential in this league. And he started working his tail off and his focus and all that stuff was on another level starting that first day in the, in the summertime that we got here. And then it just carried over into the season because of what structure and emphasis we brought to the table on the offensive side of the ball and the defensive side of the ball. And I, he just now scratching the surface, Mark. I'm telling you, this dude, mm. this dude got a chance to be, he got a chance to be one of the best. In my opinion, he should be an MVP candidate every single year he steps on the floor. He was but last I, year. Yeah, right. Yeah, nah, nah. If you did, nobody was watching Kings basketball because you could not watch the Kings and walk away saying that dude wasn't the MVP candidate. Like he was nice, right? But in that, Mike, that's part of what you're trying to bust through, though, isn't it? I mean, like, like you said, he anybody that watched y'all last year is like, damn, young. I mean, this kid is balling. This team's balling. But you got to kind of break through that old Sacramento shit, right? Like, I mean, get people to understand that this shit is different now. Yeah, and, and that and that is part of it. That, that is a big part of it. You know, we weren't on national TV, I think, but one time, maybe twice, I think the second time was on accident because they canceled the game at the last second and said, hey, let's throw the Kings on. Because right, they like, right, they, right. They, like this, they like this purple beam or something like that. Right, 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 right. So, it's part of what we got to do. It's part of the process. And I'm okay with it. You know, Fox is okay with it, but he definitely – 
uh, is an MVP candidate year in, year out, in my opinion, since at least since we've been here for sure. No question. No question. You mentioned Domus before, man. He is he got to lead the league in broken noses and just like <laughs> you know what I'm like I just love how he just never stops. Like even when he's overmatched physically, which is a lot at you know, with his position, but he don't seem to care. And I know that's that's the family. I get it. I understand where he came from, but just what do you see from him this year in terms of where he has to take his game to the next level for y'all to be the best you can be? You know, first of all, his skill set is off the chain. I mean, he you talk about another MVP candidate. He, uh, Foxy had one player of the week this past week, and it literally, you could have almost flipped the coin and given it to Domus as well. He had a really, really good week for us. Uh, but um, you talk about his skill set. He gives us a, a way to be different. I mean, he can get the ball off the glass. He can go coast to coast. He can finish. He can go coast to coast and make the game easier for his teammates. Uh, and, and it's with some pace. You, you know, he's not Draymond. Okay, please. Uh, you know, Draymond right, 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 right. in the back. But he's similar. Now that Draymond gives teams problems and headaches because he is a point forward, because he can bring the ball and he brings it at such a great clip that, you know, it causes a mismatch right away. And then you get into all this action with him having the ball. When he makes that pass, usually it bigs up the floor. So now when you pull over to help, you're pulling over with another guard, and there's nobody at the rim to help protect the rim, you know, because your bigs out on the floor. So his skill set, starting with his playmaking in the open court, is big time. You know, his DHO game is big time. Um, he, his post-up game is big time. One of the things that on defense that we talked to him about is he's not 7'3". He's not jumping, you know, out the gym like like a, a lot of athletic centers. Uh, but can he still be a rim protector? Yes. I, I coach one of the best rim protectors in the game, and I might be able to jump higher than him now <laughs> than when he did when he played for me at Anderson Bergeau. Anderson Bergeau has the definition of verticality. Anderson went vertical. You hit that strong body, and eight times out of ten, you miss him in the layup just because of the contact and trying to finish after the contact. Right, uh, right. We asked almost to be better in that area because, like you said, he is big, he is strong, he can take a hit, he won't fold, and it's going to be hard for a lot of cats to take that hit and finish, and he's gotten better. He's had games where he's had six or seven verticalities at the rim, and the percentages for people when they do have to shoot over him when he goes vertical are extremely low. So that has been a huge leap for him defensively, which in turn has helped us on the defensive end because right now we're sitting maybe 14th, 15th when we finished 25th, 26th last year. I think that is a big part of it. And then offensively, you know, one of the, he's, you talk about Foxy being in the lab in the offseason, Domus was too. And Doug Christie gets a lot of credit for being there every day with him. Also, Leandro Barbosa. You know, Doma, uh, uh, it's a little easier for Luke because uh, Foxy spends his offseason in Sacramento. Uh, Doma spends his offseason in, in L.A. part of the time, but Napa most of the time. And give Leandro Barbosa and, and Doug Christie a lot of credit because they were in Napa uh, at a hotel or they were in L.A. at a hotel almost daily with those guys. Domus maybe took a week off, if that. And, you know, he worked on his three. He worked on his free throws. He worked. Yeah. On, uh, he worked on his, you know, uh, medium game. His, his, his catch and shoot shot from 
you know, 10 to 15 feet. And all that is vastly improved. And if he's open, we want him to take those things. What what did uh that that playoff series like? What did you see that? What what did he learn from that? What did it do for him? I know uh Looney grabbed every offensive rebound in the world. I'm sure he I'm sure he had to live with that all summer. But that that type of experience can can help a player if he handles it right, right? Hundred percent. And, and you know, to, Marcus, I mean, both of y'all been around the game a long time. Steph was phenomenal. You know, Steph, I'm, I'm gonna take my hat off to Steph. He's a uh, the greatest, uh, if he's not the greatest, he's top five greatest player of all time, probably in, in the game. And he scored his point. But what you just said, Looney, if Looney does not offense a rebound the way he does, and a lot of people could have said woulda, shoulda, could in anything in life, but I'm gonna say it right now. I, I think we would have had a lot better chance of winning that series. I thought Looney offensive rebounding was the X factor in that series, even even in game seven, although Steph had 50. Looney's second chance opportunities for that team really, really hurt us. Uh, having said that, you know, that's a, a team effort. That's not just on uh, on Domas to keep him off the glass. We have to do a better job of putting a second body on Looney at times to keep him off the glass because Looney's just a great offensive rebounder no matter who he goes up against. He's won games this year for the Golden State Warriors with his offensive rebounding. And so we have to, as a team, collectively – notice that and do something about it uh but on the flip side uh you know we all know that Thomas likes that left hand and go to state did a great job taking that left hand away not only that they they uh dared him to shoot the ball from the three-point line they dared him to shoot the ball from 17 feet and he wasn't comfortable doing it and so he's got to let that thing fly wherever he is when we face anybody in a seven game series. And he also needs to work on that right hand, which he's shown he has, because he's starting to finish better with his right hand. And that's something that he's gonna have to be able to do in a seven game series when teams have, have that much time to prepare to take away play individual player strengths. Yeah, but he didn't, did he go into the off season? Like, yeah, that was a team rebounded thing. Doma seems like a dude who's like, yeah, nah, like, that's on me. Like, nah, I'm going to take this on me. Like, he just strikes me as that type of guy. No, no, 100%. 100%. And he should do that. I mean, he should do that. That's that's the type of mentality. If, if you want to be an all-star caliber player, an MVP-type player, you don't ever ask for help. If you need to ask for help, then you're not at that level. So right. he should do that. I'm just speaking as a coach. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. As a coach, we got to get that second body down there to, to, to hit Looney at times, and we didn't do a good job of that. He did. He had a Drago summer, DA. He was in. <laughs> he was. He was in a lab with Looney face on the face, <laughs> running up the mountain. Yeah. Looney, Looney, put the Looney shot head up on the back. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Coach, what, what have you seen his first uh, 13 games for y'all? What, what have you seen from Sasha in terms of how you want to use him and where he feels most comfortable being used? Uh, you know, we, we kind of are two, three, and four are all the same. Uh, yeah. You know, but he's he's offensively. Defensively, he's more suited to guard fours. Uh, he's done a pretty good job of it. You know, he, he's what he uses is intelligence. He uses angles, <clears throat> stuff like that, his feel. And then he's also a pretty strong guy, too. 
Uh, so we'll use him because he he's just got a good feel for the game on both ends. Uh, defensively, he's a heck of a rebounder. Even offensively, he's a really good rebounder from the perimeter. Um, he, he knows how to pass. He knows how to cut. He moves well without the ball. He spaces well. And, you know, we're just starting to see uh, a little bit of how good a shooter he can really be. He, I mean, he he can shoot. He can shoot the piss out the ball. I'm telling you, he he can flat out shoot. Yeah, it. he's got a ratchet, dude. You could tell by the way he' ready to shoot it. Like he can <laughs> shoot it, <laughs> right? Right? Uh, uh, I mean, look down, mechanics is all over here and all that, you know, and it's quick. You know, but but I'm telling you, you watch him in practice, this. And so you know, with with that ability, you know, guys got to be conscious of where he is and. Uh, so he's going to be a big part of what we do. He just has to continue getting getting reps. The tough part about it is, you know, I, I feel like we 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 can play up to you know, 11, 10, 11, 12 guys at times. Yeah, yeah. right. When, when, yeah. when we're yeah. healthy, and, yeah. and so you know, it's going to be hard for him as well as others to try to find minutes on the floor when we're healthy. You know, Trey will be back soon. You know, and uh, you get Trey back. Trey was good for us last year. Got Sasha sitting there. Keon uh, Ellis has played well for us. Um, you know, Davion sitting there. So it, it, Kobe Jones has played well in the G League. So it, it, as the season goes on and guys continue to get reps, uh, I, and I like it, but it's it's going to be the decision going to be harder and harder for me to make. <laughs> yeah, I, I was curious about that. To me, one of your X factors, well, dating back to last year anyway, it feels like you could almost tell, like, when you when, when the King clicking, Herder is, like, just punishing defenses, right? Like, he's the he's the guy that's like, all right, you got to deal with Fox and you got to deal with Sabonis, and he's the guy who just breaks your back. How, do, how have you dealt with him in, in his cold spells? You know, you dealt with Clay forever. You know how Clay is. Like, Clay, if he ain't making shots, he feel like the world is ending. But, like, getting guys to understand, like, when you go through a slump, like, there are other things you can do. For a guy like Red Velvet, who's, you know, he makes his money shooting the ball. Like, what has that process been like? I see he's shooting the ball better now, but he, he'll go through those spells. And, like you said, you got other guys now who you can turn to. Like, what's that process like? But, you know, he, he's got a he got a good feel defensively. <clears throat> and I'm I'm not saying he needs to be a defensive stopper, but he's got to be engaged defensively. And when he is, Marcus, I'm telling you, he gets the, because he's in the right spot and he's a little longer than what you think. He comes up with deflections and some little things that may or may not show up in a traditional box score. And so he has to continue doing that uh, in order to stay out on the floor. He has to continue the defensive rebound, which he's done a better job of as time has gone along. And then offensively, he got to run the floor. He try to get to the corners because what he does, it opens up driving lanes for Fox and whoever else. And then he's got to keep moving without the ball. Like just his movement, him cutting back door, him coming off a pin down, coming off a DHO, turn the corner, get downhill, and look at the push of the head real easy. But the velocity of his movement, similar to Clay, you know, even when those guys aren't making shots, they've got to be guarded. And, and how they move, the velocity that they have in their movement, it causes the fifth defenses to overreact, which will allow the game to be easier for their teammates on the floor. 
So they got to keep doing those types of things. They can't ever drop their head or their shoulders and start pouting offensively because their movement, the quickness and the change of pace of their movement is huge for, for what we're trying to do on the offense end of the floor. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for summer and warmer days. I know I'm looking outside right now. Sun's out, birds are chirping. It's time to start getting outside. Uh, I know that I like to get outside and play basketball with my kids. And honestly, I need to get into a fitness routine in order to keep up with these guys. And Peloton is there for me. Peloton's varying class links were designed with your training plan in mind. Personalize your workout, whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class, or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance. Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals. Peloton's classes were made to challenge you. There are a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, or marathon training, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you're already excelling in. Peloton's program and instruction push you to be your best. Their expert coaches and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run indoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yeah. You, you were so intentional, Mike, at, during camp at, at really kind of raising the temperature a little bit. Yeah. And I wondered how you went about, you know, what your thought process was during the summer about what we're going to try to do to start the season and how did they respond to that? And did they know what it was you were trying to do and understand, okay, he's try he sees more for us than maybe other people see. And we need to understand why he's doing it. No, for sure. I mean, from day one in the summertime, I was, t it's on my whiteboard in my office, but the one thing I told them is, <clears throat> We need to play with more physicality yesterday. Not when the season starts, not halfway through the season, yesterday. And that was an emphasis from day one. I talked that way to the summer league team. Anytime I went and watched the guy worked out, we talked about it. And so they felt it. They felt it from me. And I said, because if we do come playoff time, we'll be ready. We won't have to up anything. Right, and right. If we do, it only have be this much. So now, now it won't affect our offense the way it did when it comes to wide open shots, trying to push the pace and some little things because our legs are used to it, our minds used to it. More importantly, our heart, our determination is used to to, to playing at that level. And so I preached it all summer, and I preached it at our team uh, training camp dinner opening night, and from Jump Street, I let it know that this is one area that I will focus on, I will lock in on every single second that we're on the floor 
and you all better too if you expect to play. And so the guys felt that they knew that we had a chance uh, against the Warriors. They knew it if we would have made a few more shots here and there because we did get give the Warriors credit, give them credit because they, they they beat us. But we we felt like we had some open looks that normally go in that we, we couldn't make because of the effort we were giving on the other end of the floor. And so these guys want to win. I truly believe that. And they know it's part of the process when it comes to trying to take that next step. You have one of these guys, man, uh, as somebody who's dealt with some of the best players in the league, like Keegan might be it, huh? <laughs> like he, like that dude can play, man. Like he might be on another level somewhere. And the thing that I like about Keegan, because he's struggling right now shooting the ball. He hadn't found his rhythm shooting the ball from three. But <clears throat> this we're demanding so much more out of him. You know, we, we put him on we put him on Steph, put him on Brandon Ingram. We're putting him, we're putting him on that guy. <laughs> you know, we put him on uh Donovan Mitchell. We're putting him on that guy. And uh he's got to uh be able to play at a high level defensively and still get it done offensively. And offensively last year, he was predominantly a catch and shoot three point shooter. <clears throat> and he played off of everybody else in our offense. Now yeah. we're telling him, Hey, go get a little bit more. Show us that you can score from all three levels. Cause you can, you know, in the summer, we, he played summer league in Sacramento. He played two games. Dude, that was 34. It was a joke. I was like, why is he out here? This is like JV to him. <laughs> you're right. You're right. But, and that's how skilled he is. It, it, that, against that competition. Yeah, yeah, against that level, yeah. So, so now, and I'm telling you, he works very, very hard. And now he just needs to continue to, to work on his game in NBA games against NBA competition. And once he figures it out, it could be a wrap. But he, do you see a guy like that and say, all right, you, you might have a little something. Let me pull out the <laughs> let me pull out the, the, the superstar plan I got in, in my briefcase. No, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. He 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 knows I, he, I <laughs> he, he passed up a, two things that happened in practice. That happened in practice first. He he came off a DHO and the guy went under and he didn't shoot it. And you know, the media wasn't in, so this one, this clip didn't get out. But, <laughs> but I mean, you guys think I would have the leak? Man, I stopped practice and I let him have it. And I said, if anybody goes under anything on you again, you better shoot that thing or you're coming out the game. And the next play down, somebody went under, bam, catch. I was like, okay, that's what I'm talking about. In a game, this is about, I don't know how many games ago. And we were, we were playing at home, and, uh, man, it, I think it might have been the Laker game. I can't remember. Uh, he passed up a shot, and I, I went ballistic. I started the game going. I started cursing at him. I, I, lost, I lost my mind. I forgot about the game. I just started cursing at Keegan. <laughs> I run up and down, right? And then I turned to the bench, and I was like, Sasha, Sasha, get that damn out of the game. So Sasha comes running up to the table. <laughs> Then I, I turned back around and we on offense. Ball got swung to Keegan. Keegan was deep. Keegan shot that thing. It went in. He turned to me. And I can swear, I swear, I might have been seeing things, but I, I had that mean mug on him. He looked at me. He goes, take that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, 
situated. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, Sasha. Hey, he graduated to another level that day, huh? You, know, like, right. Right. you got your little a new belt, huh? <laughs> <laughs> he got his stri- he got his stripes, man. He got his stripes. <laughs> hey, that's incredible. <laughs> Man, man, like, man, hey, let me, let me, man, I know you gotta go, gotta go show them some more film. Yeah, you gotta do something about that 36. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Let me, let me hit you on this real quick before we get you out of here. Like, I have my opinions about the end season. I just wonder what you think about it. You know, so I, I I was, I was wrong on the plan. When the plan came, I was wrong. Yeah, I was like, yeah. <laughs> and this is, and I think the plan is shoot. That's one of the best things since sliced it's bread. Good. I mean, it's been good. Get, yes, yes. And the reality of it is, if you sit back and really think about it, NBA knows what they're doing. I mean, they they do at the end of the day. And so I'm giving on the plan. I'm excited about. It. I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. I'm excited yeah. about it. You know, we played two playing games. And you know, in season, in season, right? Yeah, I'm sorry, I'll be doing the same thing every time. Me too, me too. (laughs) We we, we played two in season games, and man, I got a great coaching staff. I got got four or five guys that, in my opinion, gonna be head coaches someday, and and they they think outside the box and all that. And and both times we played uh, uh, an in season tournament game, you know, we started the film session off with, with three different pictures. Uh, you know, for instance, like the last one we played, no, we played Oklahoma City. You know, the first picture was uh, how many bottles of white wine and red wine you can buy with a half a million dollars. And then the second picture was uh, what type of mansion you can buy in Oklahoma City with a half a million dollars. And, <laughs> and the third one was how many horses you can buy if you want a ranch in Oklahoma City with a half a million dollars. So, right. So we so we, we had some fun with it, you know. We did the same thing the second time we played a play in, right? Know, we had pictures up with with, with uh, the Spurs against that, you know, what you can get for a half a million. Just <laughs> remind the guys that hey, this game's a little different, right? 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 Regular season games, and you know, and if you win it all, you're gonna be able to pocket a little bit of look for a lot of change. You know, have million yeah, dollars, yeah. and and we we update the guys even against San Antonio, you know. Like against Dallas at the end of the game, we held it. I think it was against Dallas. We held it. We took the turnover with the shot clock violation. But if you watch our San Antonio game, I was telling these guys, score, score. Yeah, score. right, 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 right. That, that and, point and differential, Kevin, right? Point differential. <laughs> and, and, yeah. and Kevin Herter uh, made a layup uh, at, at the buzzer that, that counted to gave us give us two extra points. And so we're trying to take it serious. We're, we're excited about it. Hopefully we'll, we'll get a chance to play in it because uh, – all it does for a team like us, it just gives us more opportunities to play on a bigger stage where there's more pressure that that, yeah. that you're not going to face until uh, quote unquote playoff time. Right. Yeah, that's that's worth a trip to Vegas. You want to bring uh, 15 guys to Vegas with you? Hey, I'm doing it. Hey, I, I'm sure. Hey, you you send that coaches a lot, but too. I deal with the hardship. You're like, yeah, well, we we gonna be all right, huh? 
<laughs> oh man, Mike, Mike, this has been great, bro. Man, thank you, man, for joining us. Thank you for jumping in on this. This is fantastic. Man, I love, love, love talking to you about anything because you nah, can talk about that. everything, you know, and you keep it a hundred, which is what we love. We love that, man. So stay safe out there. Hopefully, we'll see you in Vegas. Marcus, are you going to Vegas, Marcus? Yeah, uh, I, I'll probably I'll probably figure out a reason to get to Vegas. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna have to get my old ass on a plane again. Marcus, go going out there. Yeah, he ain't gonna be talking. <laughs> Hey, Mike, he ain't going to be talking about no weather then, huh? Yeah. Be- <laughs> I'll grit and bear it. <laughs> All of a sudden, he good, huh? Philly, <laughs> nah, I'm good, Vegas, I'm in there. <laughs> in December, yeah, see, man, I, ain't try- I don't I just don't want to be in Vegas when it's 117 out in that bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I'll oh, December, December. you're going to be straight. Yeah, you're going to be December will be nice. All right. <laughs> Oh, man. All right, y'all, leave that five-star review. Google, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get this American podcast. Marcus, if they can't leave that five stars, what they need to do? Keep it to yourself, you haters. We have Mike Brown cuss you out. Cuss you out. <laughs> Come to your spot and cuss you out. Cuss you out. Make a track of Mike Brown cussing you out. Oh, you no, got to play <laughs> With Malik Monk doing the intro. <laughs> <laughs>